Jacob, great I am, King of angels, Son of man, the voice of many waters, song of heaven's throne, louder than the thunder, make your glory known.
to come into your presence. So come on, my son. Don't you get shy on me and lift up your soul. Cause you've got a lion inside of those lives. Get up and praise the Lord. So come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me, lift up your song. Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me, lift up your song. Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. 
And so I throw up my hands and praise you again and again. Cause all that I have is Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I know it's not much, but I've nothing else fit for a king. Except for a heart singing hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, give him praise this morning. If all you have is a hallelujah, just shout hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, so I throw up my hands and praise you again and again, cause all that I have is a Verse 37, he was drawing near, already on the way down the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. This morning, I pray that you let nothing nor no one keep you from lifting up the name of Jesus, from showing him gratitude and praise and thanksgiving. This is your opportunity. Maybe you've been quiet all morning. Maybe you've let something or someone keep you from giving God praise. I assure you, he is good. I assure you, he is here. I assure you that he is worthy of your praise this morning. Lord, today, we lift up your name high. We raise our banner and praise your name, oh God. We declare your good works in this place, that you're moving, that you you not stop moving, that you're gonna continue to move. And we give you glory for who you are and for all that you're gonna do in Jesus' name. This morning we have another story of you, of someone giving praise to God for what he continues to do. 
This person writes, a few weeks ago, I was supposed to go see the doctor for a checkup on my knee from where I had broken it. It hadn't been bothering me, so I called and canceled the appointment. After I did that, the devil kept telling me that I should have kept that appointment and sharp pain started shooting through my knee. I told the devil, I didn't care how much it hurt, I am healed. It has quit hurting and it is still not hurting. Praise the Lord. We praise you, God. We lift up your name, Jesus. The name of Jesus has power. Amen. We have authority in Jesus' name. You can continue to worship our great God through your giving of tithes and offering in our tithe boxes as you leave. You can continue to give online. Let's declare the word of the Lord this morning. After we do that, we're going to pray. And I just want to encourage you, you're going to get one more opportunity before the word just to give God gratitude. And I pray that we would join in unison and that we give God praise because I assure you, he is worthy of it all and more. Lord, today by faith, we declare that we are walking in the manifestation season. As your faithful remnant, we will house your very presence. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and he has delivered us from all of our troubles and fears. We are no longer victims, but we are victors in Christ. We will not be deceived by the lies of the enemy, but we will give health, healing, and wholeness to the hopeless and those in despair. We will live under your anointing and see the revealed purpose of Christ in each of our lives, and we declare your everlasting word on earth as it is in heaven. Lord Jesus, we lift up your name today without shame. Let no one keep us quiet. Let nothing keep us quiet. Those of us who know you, let us glorify your name. Let us lift up your name. And as we do that, we don't do it just so you'll do something for us. But when we respond, when we yell out your name, you, you move and you speak. And you bless us. And I pray this place will be blessed with your peace and with your presence as we offer up praise and glory for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. you get shy when lift up your soul cause you've got a lion inside of those lights you get up and praise the Lord oh and come on my soul oh don't you get shy on me lift up your song cause you've got a lion inside of those lights get up and praise the Lord
name of the Lord. I tell you, God's got a plan this morning. Every single worship song they sung was so spot on. They've literally sung the message this morning. And I praise God for his confirmation this morning. God has got a plan for today. And guess what? His plan includes you. I'm just believing God to pour out his spirit upon this place. I'm going to speak what he's put on my heart, then I'm going to get out of the way and let God have his way. What a beautiful congregation we have. You know what? We ought to give God praise for such a beautiful family that he's given us. Our pastor today is on vacation and wish him the best of times, if that he be refreshed and renewed. And uh, if you were here last Sunday and heard his message, when I begin to speak this message today, you're going to think, wow, that's part two. And actually it is. It's going to tie right in with the message that he left you with last week. I'm going to tie in with it this morning with a little bit of a different perspective. God is speaking strategically and prophetically to the church at this hour. We as a nation are facing some strange times, a time when it appears darkness is coming upon the earth. There's no doubt evil is present and surging. Our enemy knows that his days are numbered because soon Jesus is coming back. Amen. So he's trying to wreak havoc on our nation. That's, lo that's long been noted to be a Christian nation. He hates everything about us. We were founded on biblical principles and beliefs, and we've long been a threat to our adversary. His plan is to silence the church. But as they sung, it's our praise is our weapon that silences the enemy. Spiritual warfare has broke out like never before. The attacks are intensifying. The broad, it's getting brought upon God's people. But God has given us the weapons 
that will empower us against the wiles of the enemy if we'll use them. See, I believe there's three key weapons, major weapons in these last days that are necessary to use to overcome the vicious attacks. The Bible declares will be, there will be perilous times in the last days. I believe the three major weapons he's given us is prayer, the preaching of the word, and praise. Surely we didn't think God was just going to let the enemy devour us without giving us a defense. No, he gave us weapons. And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We spend a lot of time emphasizing prayer and the power of it, as well as emphasizing the word and the preaching of it and the power of it. And I believe God is putting a focus now on our praise and the power of it. Last week, the pastor spoke of the power of the songs of the Lord. This week, I'm going to speak to the power of singing those songs, which, you know, the singing them is what we call praise. Praise and worship are powerful weapons that too often we're guilty of not even using. So let's begin to talk about the power of singing songs unto the Lord that praise him. If you have your Bibles, I want to go to Psalms 137, verse 1 through 4. If you would please stand for the reading of the word. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yeah, we wept when we remembered Zion. And we hung our harps upon the willows in the midst of it. For those who carried us away captive asked of us a song. And those who plundered us required requested mirth, saying, sing us a song of the songs of Zion. And they replied, how shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? Brother Marvin, would you pray, please? Amen. May be seated. This passage speaks of when the Babylonians came and drove the Jews out of Judah, out of Jerusalem, into their captivity. And as they came to the Babylonian river, they sat down, they put their harps in a willow tree as to say, we're through. We don't need them no more in this place, declaring for in this strange place we can't sing. As they sat in their brokenness, their captors mocked them. Sing as one of those songs of Zion you used to sing, guys. What's the matter? Can't you sing them no more? As I say, where is the God you used to sing to and sing about? Where is he now? Hey, go ahead. Come on, sing us a song. And the reply was, we can't sing in this place. The Jews were at one of the darkest hours in their history. They couldn't sing in the darkness. Their voices became silent. And what we're going to find out today, it was actually the very thing they needed to do. They needed to learn how to sing in the dark times. Learn how to praise and worship God anyhow, no matter how dark things get. Now that passage led me to ponder, what is it about singing that is so powerful? 
that has even claimed to soothe the soul of time, our soul in times of adversity. I mean, I've seen it be effective in the flesh and the spirit. I've lived in both of those realms. For 25 years before my salvation, I sang in rock and roll bands. And between the music we played and sang with the spirits that they drank, it made people forget their troubles and shake loose and made them want to dance. It stirred their emotions. And yet now for the 25 years of my salvation, I've experienced, I've seen singing and music, which we call praise and worship, move people, free people from their troubles. I've seen it move them to even dance in the spirit. And I began to research for an answer. First, I took the secular search. I found it's a scientifically proven fact that music stimulates the part of the brain that produces dopamine. And dopamine is a kind of a hormone that affects emotional behavior and mood changes when it's released in your brain. And psychologists say the influence of music literally has a biological orientation that affects one's brain, causes your flesh to become excited, makes you want to dance and sing along. Then I took the spiritual search to see what the Holy Spirit has to say about it. And I began to realize music, praise and worship is often used as a spiritual weapon throughout the Bible, often to attack the enemy. It was used to honor God and to give him praise. It was so spiritually effective, God even used David's playing of his harp to drive demons out of Saul's head to soothe his soul. It says when, Baal, when Saul was being tormented and oppressed by them, he would call for David, and David began to play under the anointing of God. It would be spiritually effective, not just on his flesh, but his spirit. So let's go to our scripture and learn more. This takes place at one of the most hideous times in Jerusalem, when Judah has run into conflict with Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar had besieged Jerusalem, resulting in them having to pay money for him to leave them alone, such as a tax. Nebuchadnezzar is the king over Babylon, and Babylon at this time is a superpower of its era. And Nebuchadnezzar demanded the king Jehoiakim to pay taxes to him, or he would attack them. He bullied them with his power. So Jehoiakim paid him at first until one day he decided he was tired of paying him, and he was not going to pay him anymore. Have you ever had the enemy bully you? To the point one day you make up your mind, you push me as far as you're going to. You aren't taking any more stuff from me. Get your hands off my family. Because whatever happens, happens, but you're not going to come in my house no more and push me nor my family around anymore. Enough is enough. I ain't taking any more. Have you ever been there? That was where Jehoiakim was at. That's how he felt in his spirit. Enough was enough. So he refused to pay Nebuchadnezzar the fourth year, which in doing so led to another siege during the seventh year of his reign. It led to other war. Nebuchadnezzar's powerful army began to drive Judah out of Jerusalem. But there's something you must understand about this siege. Judah knew who God was, but Judah in its disobedience brought, his, brought their trouble upon themselves actually. Behind this siege was a plan of God to allow their enemy to drive them back into submission unto him. They had forgotten God's favor. They forgot the hand protection that he had brought to them. When we turn our backs on God, God often allows our enemies to come against us and uses them to drive us back to him. 
You see, when things are good, we tend to enjoy the blessing, but we forget the blesser. So because of their disobedience, God allows the Babylonians to take Judah in captivity. And it was not until they came to the rivers of Babylon that they sat and they wept and they cried out, how can we sing the Lord's songs in such a strange land? They were expressing, we could do it in Jerusalem, but we can't do it in Babylon, in a strange land. In other words, they had their limits. We can sing when we were free, but we can't sing when we're bound. We could sing in Jerusalem, but we can't sing in this place. Now, don't criticize them too much because it still rings true for most of us today. So often, whether or not we can sing the Lord's songs, whether or not we can worship or praise him today, depends on where we're at in life today. It's got a lot to do with the place we're in physically, spiritually, or emotionally. Some of you felt that you couldn't do it today because of the place at you're at in your life, so you didn't. Because it depends on your circumstances. It's been made conditional. When feelings are involved at certain times in our lives, we feel like we just can't sing the Lord's songs. How can you ask me to sing the Lord's songs when I'm in a bad mood? When I'm going through a bad day? When I just lost my best friend? When I just buried my mama? When I just lost my job? When I just got my car repoed? When my husband walked out on me and the kids? You see, these are strange places to you. Places you've never been before. If you know what I mean, you no longer, longer live under normal conditions. You're under an attack. And we as a nation are now living in a strange land. This is not the America our forefathers fought and died for. The land of the free that we have known for 200 years is daily becoming less free. We got people even refusing to sing the national anthem let alone the songs of the Lord. We're all feeling this together and it's affecting us. But not only our, us, but our children and our grandchildren. We're under siege by our enemies. Anyone here agree with that? It's not just a fleshly battle. It's a spiritual battle. There hasn't even been a shot fired yet. But yet we all sense we're at war with something or someone. And the truth is we are. We're fighting principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. And believe it or not, it is very possible God is allowing our enemies to do this to bring us back in submission to his authority. We are at a time when the enemy is defying us to sing the Lord's songs, wanting to silence our voices. Why our voices? Remember I said we had three major weapons prayer, preaching, and praise. Do you know what activates all three of them weapons? Our voices. Many are only just singing the worldly songs that can do nothing more for us than produce dopamine. They can only move us emotionally, but not spiritually. Listen to it all you want to, but it can never change you or your conditions. And because we are now in a strange, unfamiliar land at a strange time with strange issues, and strange plagues at an unprecedented time in our history, it's not just about what is happening globally, it's about what's happening at your house and my house. I don't know if you know it or not, but hell has turned up the heat. Hell has released new demons, territorial demons. And some of you 30 and 40 year Christians know what I'm talking about. 
You've been in this a long time, but you ain't never seen the manifestations of evil like you have in this day and hour before. The enemy wants you to lose your voice, your song. In other words, your spiritual authority. Because your song, your praise and worship is your strength. It's your defense. It's your encourager. It's what soothes your soul in these strange times. When people are acting strange and family members are acting strange, you no longer feel secure. You no longer even feel confident. You're trying to figure out a way to shake yourself from this chaos that surrounds you. But you've forgotten the power of life and death is in your tongue. Hallelujah. And if you would remember that, and you would open up your mouth and cry out, God would begin to break the yokes off of your life. Hallelujah. It's not a time to be silent. It's a time to lift up your voice, O daughter of Zion, and speak life over your life, over your children's life. It's time to sing the songs of the Lord to praise him. See, too many have lost their voice. The enemy has been successful in shutting you up. Because of the strange place we're in, because of these dark times. We're no different than the Jews. We're sitting by that river and we're believing we're through. Oh, no, we're not. It's time for you to speak the word of the Lord, speak life to your dead situations. You don't have to submit to the enemy just because things are getting strange in the atmosphere. Use your voice to change the atmosphere in your home. That's why a worship service is so powerful. When you sing, demons have got to flee. That's why you see more breakthroughs in a worship service than any other time. You don't have to hang your harp in the willow trees and sit down and cry and say, I can't sing no more. You might be in a strange land, but you're still a child of God. Hallelujah. You might be in captivity, but you're still God's. You might be in a marital crisis, but you still wash in the blood. You might be going through a foreclosure, but you're still full of the Holy Ghost. Until you learn to use what you do have against what you don't have, you'll never get out of your captivity. And what I'm trying to teach you today is how to break out of captivity, how to get out of the trap that the enemy has snared you with, to break chains and bondages the enemy's placed on your life, to pull up the tears that the enemy sold in your life while you are asleep. God just needs some people who say, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Someone to shout, I want out. He's looking for men and women to stand up and declare, devil, you ain't taking no more from me. You done took too much. Matter of fact, I've come to tell you I want my stuff back now. Devil, I have come to tell you in the name above all names, in the name of Jesus, give me back my family. Come on, that deserves a shout. Give me back my mind. Somebody shout. Give me back my health. Somebody shout. Give me back my finances. Shout. Give me back my joy, my strength. If you go ahead, stand to your feet and shout. Give it back. I said, give it back. Give it back. Give it back. Come on, say it. Give it back. Woo! Enough's enough. Give it back, oh God. Give it back. Lord, have your way in this place today. Woo! 
Hallelujah. Oh, wow. When you learn to ignore the environment around you, regardless of where you're at in life today, and open up your mouth and begin to sing, your voice will come back to you because the anointing will break the yoke of bondage. It's time to say with your mouth, Holy Spirit, activate. You say, I ain't got nothing but a voice. Honey, that's all you need to sing a song of praise to sing how great thou art, to sing amazing grace, to sing I am redeemed, to sing the songs of Zion and watch those chains begin to fall, to sing unto the Lord a new song and watch them walls come down, watch them doors begin to open. Sing because you're happy. Sing because you can. Hallelujah. Don't be like the people of Judah in this passage. Judah, the tribe whose name meant praise, who in their darkest hour in a strange place in captivity sat under a willow tree and wept and said, we can't sing no more. Our songs are gone. And the Bible said they wept as they remembered Zion. You see, they attached their song to a city, to a place. As long as they were in that place of comfort, they could sing. But when they got in an uncomfortable place, <laughs> come on, somebody, an unfamiliar place, they said they, that they couldn't. The devil is a liar. It wasn't that they couldn't. Their feelings led them to believe they shouldn't. So many people can only sing in certain places. They can sing when they're falling in love, but they can't sing through a divorce. They can't sing through a crisis. They can't sing through their loneliness. They can't sing the Lord's song in a strange land. But I have come to tell you the land can't control the Lord. If he is God in Jerusalem, he's God in Babylon. If he's God on the mountain, he's God in the valley. <laughs> Most people simply can't sing unless they're happy, unless everything's going their way. But when are you going to learn you can sing yourself happy? If you would break past your environment and close your eyes to see what you see around you and sing the Lord's songs, I'm serious. Close your eyes if you have to. Don't look at your services. Don't look around you. Look into the author and the finisher of your faith and sing with a voice of triumph and watch what happens to you and through you. Hallelujah. It won't only set you free. It can set the whole family free. In prison, Paul and Silas singing. It didn't only set them free, it set the whole prison free. Even the jailer's whole family got saved in that worship service. 
Somebody better sing in this place today and set this whole place free. Come on. <laughs> Have I got any singers in the house? Say amen. Let it be a weapon to use against the wiles of your enemy. Let it soothe your soul. Let it drive out demonic influences and attacks. Let it ambush your enemies as it did in Jehoshaphat's day. On your bad days and your captivity, turn on some worship music in your house, in your car, and sing because you're saved. Sing because you're still alive. Sing because you still got breath in your lungs. Sing because you woke you up in your right mind this morning. Sing because you're still holding on. The devil is a liar. Sing a new song unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory. <laughs> Woo. You know what I truly about, like about singing a song unto the Lord? When you sing unto the Lord, you don't have to audition. <laughs> he can care less if you can carry a tune. He just cares whether or not you will lift up your voice and praise him. Now, the one beside you might not, might not like it when you, they hear you sing. Your children might cover up their ears. But I want to tell you something to God. It's music to his ears. To hear his child sing. To give him glory. And God doesn't measure the song by the melody he measures by the intensity in which you sing it. Whether or not it comes from here or it comes from way down in here. It matters. You know what's so great about praise and worship? Sing to God is an equal opportunity thing. What I mean. Now, when you're talking about singing on stage, some folks got it. Some folks don't. Some folks can. Some folks won't. But when it comes to singing before the Lord, even the folks who sing well don't have any more opportunity to please God than you do who can't carry a tune in the bucket. Come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, if I could just get some people here to help me, I could preach this thing right here. Because the kind of scene God's talking about you doing has nothing to do with pitch or tone. It's about doing it as a defiance to your enemy to sing a song in a strange land. It don't matter about the pitch, whether you're on key or off key. It's a defiance that says to your enemy, I refuse to succumb to the environment or the season of trouble I'm in. I'm going to bless the Lord at all times, and I'm going to praise him anyway. Matter of fact, his praise will continually be on my lips. I'll declare with my mouth whether I'm in Jerusalem or whether I'm in Babylon, whether I'm in the doctor's office, on my job, or in the courtroom, whether even when he walks away from me, when they disconnect the cable, when the car quits, or even when I'm at the cemetery, I will sing unto the Lord. His praise will be on my lips. Now, let me tell you something. You won't learn how to get a breakthrough until you learn how to sing the Lord's song in your strange land. Because I want to tell you, honey, crying won't get you out of trouble. Weeping won't get you out of trouble. And complaining sure won't get you out of trouble. 
So try open up your mouth and sing unto the Lord a song. And see if something doesn't change in your atmosphere. See, you're singing the Lord's songs breaks through something in the spiritual world. It causes God to inhabit the praises of his people. And when you sing the Lord's song, he enters into your situations and he begins to show himself strong on your behalf. And then what has had you bound has to release you because God has come to set you free. And who the Son sets free is free indeed. That's the truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody in here has an enemy, a Nebuchadnezzar, that tries to take you into captivity, tries to bind you, tries to stifle you, a bad report, a bad score, a bad day. It's time to become defiant to your enemy's captivity. It's time to refuse to succumb to it. Don't just sing because you're happy. Let me know regardless of my circumstances, I'm going to praise you, God, anyhow. Everything might not be in order in my life. I may be behind on my bills. I might not even be in a happy place today. But in the midst of all this, if you think I'm just going to lay down here and cry and hang my harp in a willow tree, I got news for you, devil. Unlike yesterday, because of what I have learned today, I'm going to start singing again today. Even when my feelings have been hurt, even when I get a bad report, even if I lose my job, even if I have to move back, back in with mama, no matter how strange get, I will praise you. Now, I respect the fact that these are people who have been drugged into captivity, put in stocks and bonds, and beaten by their enemy. And I understand this is a momentous crisis in their lives being involuntarily taken from their land. It had to be painful, and it had to be uncomfortable. It had to be fearful. They've been taken away from what defines them, taken away from everything that's familiar to them to a place of unfamiliarity. But what they lost sight of was they were not away from God, as many of them thought, or had allowed the tragedy to blind them from the fact. Because it was David who said, if I make my bed in hell, thou art with me. He said, if I take the wings of the morning and I send into the uttermost part of the earth, thou art there. And God wants to talk to somebody whose life is inconsistent as well as everything around you is too. You're struggling to get it together in a place that you're in. Let me, in on a let, me in, let me let you in on the truth. The only thing in the world that's utterly consistent is God. He does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you want to become consistent, then you've got to learn to be like God. That means be steadfast and mobile, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And God is calling for consistency in the body of Christ. For people to sing in the dark times as well as their good times. It's time to quit being up one day and down the other. Time to just letting, time to just letting the music stir your emotions. Time for you to have more than just a dopamine moment. That's only good for the flesh. But for you to have true worship, you must worship him in spirit and in truth. That will cause you to do more than dance. It'll set you free. And God's wanting people to praise him no matter what's going on in your mind, what's going on in your body. Until you learn how to sing and praise him in the midst of your adversity, things are not going to get much better. We hung our hearts by the willow trees and we wept when we remembered Zion. 
Because they were in a strange land, they no longer believed in who they were. They believed because they were in a different place, they could no longer be who they were. The devil is a liar. In your tough times, strange places, you got to know who you are in God and that it doesn't change. Just because you found yourself in a different place today than yesterday, simply because you're not where you used to be, we fall for that lie all the time. How can I be used in ministry if my kids aren't acting right? How can God use me if my health ain't right? How can God use me if my finances are messed up? How can God use me if my husband's not saved? How can I sing in a strange place? Unlike you, I'm not in a normal place. I tell you how. Because the Bible said there is a power that worketh in you. God puts something in you that can worketh for you. If you can get it out of you, a power that can transcend your environment. You see, there has to be a power in you that can work in a hospital room, that will work in a hell storm. I'm talking H-E-L-L. That will work no matter where you find yourself. You got to understand that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what you may ask or think according to the power that worketh in you. According to what? The power that worketh in you. God didn't say according to where you're at, according to where you work. God didn't say it's according to where you live or it's according to how you feel in your body. He says it's according to the power that worketh in you. And God is saying, if you truly believe I dwell in you, and I do, God is saying, then if you'll move, I can move. If you'll open your mouth, I can open my mouth through you. That's why your enemy wants you to hang your harp in the willow tree and forget who you are and who's and whose you are. Told you where you'll just sit and cry about what you ain't got. Instead of being willing to so to stand up now and offer up to him a sacrifice of praise in a strange land, in a dark place. It's not as easy to praise him as it was when things were good. It's going to take a sacrifice in this situation. Praising him when you don't feel like it. When nothing's changed for the good yet. When the doctor report hasn't gotten any better yet. When you still ain't making enough money to pay your bills. It's in those times God requires a sacrifice of praise. God knows you could still praise him if you would. Regardless of where you're at in your life. Instead of residing to, I can't base upon your feelings. God knows there's a praise in you. He put it in you. You've just become selective as to when you're going to release it. You control it. You decide when you want to and when you don't want to, and God knows it. He wants to know, will you praise me in the good times and the bad times? God is a jealous God. He wants to know you trust him in everything. God hates murmuring, complaining. It prolongs your despair. It turned a nine-day journey into 40 years for the Israelites. Let me ask you to try something. I'm going to ask you if you'll open up your mouth for 15 seconds and give God a joyful praise. Would you do it? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> some of y'all say, no, what was that all about? I'm trying to help some of y'all jumpstart your praise. 
It's in you if you don't refuse to let it out of you. You know, when your well runs dry, you have to prime it, don't you? You do know that out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water, don't you? But some of your wells run dry, and you got to prime it. So I'm going to ask you. Let's do that one more time, would you? Come on. Give God some praise. Come on. Come on. Here it comes. Here it comes. Come on. Here it comes. There it is. There it is. <laughs> you know, it don't matter. You just got to give him something sometimes. You just got to give him anything you got. It don't matter what river you're setting by. It don't matter if you don't even have a heart. Just open up your mouth and let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Come on. Some of y'all now just realizing you might have been withholding your praise. I have allowed the enemy to shut my mouth. But you're saying today, it ain't going to happen no more. Well, glory. Come on, somebody say something. <laughs> Let me help you. Somebody say, bless the Lord. You're worthy, Lord. Come on, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Glory to your name, God. We magnify you, God. Come on, say something. <laughs> There's a power that worketh in you. Let it work. And begin to feel the release in you. Speak to those things that aren't as though they were. I speak to cancer, be healed. I speak to the bound, be free. I speak to oppression and depression and the spirit of suicide. You got to go. The devil will try to defy your voice. He'll try to shut your mouth. When you lose your voice, you lose your power, your authority to speak over him. When Jesus fought the devil for 40 days in the desert, he did it by speaking the word. The word kept him from being tempted, kept him from giving up. We are in a spiritual fight, y'all. Y'all. That's how we say it. We've got to learn how to sing and dance and pray right in the midst of where we are. We got to drive the enemy back with our song, with our praise, with our prayers, with our mouth is where it's all is released from. You can't be silent anymore. Silence is a death sentence. Speaking is life. You got to make up your mind. Do you want to be a captive or a conqueror? The Bible says you're made more than a conqueror. You shouldn't be a captive only if you choose to be. As a child of God, you can conquer anything you put your mind to, even in your darkest hour. I've learned there is power in singing in the darkest hours. Let's go to a familiar passage in the book of Acts. We always talk about it when we talk about praise. When they put Paul in jail, but I'm going to show you a little different perspective. This is serious stuff. They're going to kill him in the morning. But the mistake they made was they locked him up with silence. Now, why is that so bad? Well, because if any two of you agree on anything that's touching anything on earth, it shall be done. You see, the devil messes up when he lets you be locked up with someone else who's in on the same frequency you're on. And the Bible says at midnight, the darkest hour of the night, they begin to sing praise together and the prisoners heard them. Don't sit there in your prison and not make no noise. If you do, there's a death sentence awaiting for you. But if you'll begin to praise him, there's a breakthrough coming. I'm speaking to someone today who is at your darkest point of your life, 
and you don't know what else to do. I came to tell you what to do. Praise him anyhow. Sing in your darkest hour. I dare you to. I wish somebody would show somebody in today what I'm talking about. I don't care. As I preach, I hope somebody starts singing. You ain't going to bother me, but you're going to help somebody sitting beside you, behind you, or in front of you. Paul and Silas prayed, and they sang at midnight while everyone else was sleeping. They didn't care if anybody wasn't listening. They were only concerned, was God listening? Do we understand how radical that was? How many people know people who sing in their prisons? And if you ever notice in Scripture, when Paul and Silas had prayed and sang at midnight, it says, and the prisoners heard them, stating that at first, when they first started singing, only the prisoners heard them. It began to awaken them. They began to stir around because of what they heard. So when you start, first start praising God in your prison, ain't nobody hearing you but those around you because you're still in the earthly realm. But as you keep pressing in, at some point, there had to be a point when their praise went further into the spiritual realm and their singing became more and more intense. It went from coming from here to coming from down here. Because the Bible said, and then suddenly. Have you ever been praising God and then you have a suddenly? Suddenly means you can pinpoint the moment when you press through the earthly realm and you enter into the spiritual realm. You felt the atmosphere shift. The Bible said suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bands were loose. So now we got a suddenly and an immediately happening. If you press through to the point you get a suddenly, then you will get an immediately. When you get a suddenly, you bring an earthquake to your prison. And when you get an immediately, you open your doors. Come on, somebody. Everyone that needs a door opened up in your life needs to give God a praise with the intensity to where suddenly they can immediately get a door opened up in their life. Is this not the palace of praise? Then we should be known as a place where God can suddenly open up doors and immediately prisoners can be set free. There ought to be more jailbreaks in the church than there is in the prison. This should be a place where praise is continually on our lips. And as a result, people are set free. Whole families are set free. If anyone in here today needs a door opened up, I can tell you the key is in your mouth. And if you open up your mouth and sing, everyone in your family can be set free by the power that worketh in you. But it will not happen if you can't sing praises in the strange places. Is there another significant moment like this mentioned? Yes, the Bible says on the night of the Passover supper, the night before Jesus was going to the cross the next day. After the disciples had ate with the Lord, it says Jesus sang a hymn. Here he is the night before his crucifixion. He went on to the mountain, and the Bible says he sung a hymn. The last words the disciples ever heard him speak were the words of the song he sang. When he was facing his darkest hour, he sang. We know he wasn't singing because he was happy about going to the cross. 
He had done express to God, if there be any other way, let this cup pass over me. But because he knew discipline was greater than sacrifice, he went willing to go to the cross. But the night before he sang, of all the songs he sang, you know what he sang? Psalms 118. You know what that says? This is the day that the Lord has made, and I shall rejoice and be glad in it. How amazing was that that he sang, that the day I'm facing, the Lord has made it, and I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. And to think, when the car won't start, we can't sing nothing. Now, how amazing is that? The night before, you're, you're a, as an innocent man, you're the son of God, and you're going to be taken to Calvary and be crucified, not for your sins, but for the sins of the world, and you're going to sing, this is the day that the Lord has made, and you're going to rejoice and be glad in it? We should be ashamed when we say we can't sing because of our circumstances. You know why he could? Because he knew it was a day of atonement. He knew it was a day of redemption. He knew it was a day of restoration. He knew it was going to be a day of renewal. He knew it was going to be a day of healing. And Jesus knew this was the day because of it being his darkest hour. What I mean by him knowing it was dark? By the betrayal, by the attacks on him. Let him to know this is the day the Lord has made. The hour is here for him. He was all alone, had been rejected, falsely accused, beaten, and mocked. It was so dark that even the sun turned to darkness at the hour of his death. But by this, he knew this was the day the Lord had made. Now, what kind of faith did Jesus have to have to sing a song like this while Jesus went to get the soldiers? He had an unwavering, consistent faith. He was going to rejoice regardless. You see, there's something about singing. It will build you up. Singing the the Lord's song will build you up. It will stir your spirit up. It will activate your faith because when you sing what you believe, you'll start to believe what you sing. And singing the Lord's songs will strengthen you. That's why worship and praise is so powerful. It activates the power of faith that's in you. It causes it to grow. It will soothe your soul. It will ease your mind. It will drive your enemy away from you and draw you nigh to God. If my musicians would come. There's so many of us today that are weary. We've been tired. We've been under an attack. So many of us need a breakthrough before you have a breakdown. Many of us need a healing. Somebody's in the darkest hour in a strange place. A lot of us are in uncomfortable situations. It is a dark hour for our nation. And it's affecting everyone. We're at a place where we need some strength. And some of you need peace. Some of you simply need your faith to grow. I've come to tell you it's time to quit sitting by the river and crying. It's time to open up your mouth and sing, to praise. You've been silent too long. The enemy has stolen your voice. How many people in here would raise your hand this morning and say, I've got a need in my life I wish God would touch today? All over the place. Well, let me even go any farther. How many in here need a miracle? You're in the right place. Then for the sake of everybody in this room, we need to change the atmosphere. We need to sing. Because as we sing a song of faith, 
you'll see what I've been preaching begin to activate faith in your life. First, we got to build your faith. Would you stand with me? So I got a song that I want us to sing. Hopefully, John, then we just jump in behind me or who's there behind me. That song I want us to sing by faith this morning. It's not a top 10 gospel song. You ain't going to hear it on the radio. And you can't download it anywhere. Because this is a little song that the Lord gave me some time back. And usually I'll just break this thing out at moments like this. It's anointed. And I believe it will activate the power of faith that is within you. It's just a song that God put in my head one day. And the more you sing it, and the, and the more intense you sing it, the more he's going to move upon you. But it causes you to sing by faith. Let's do this. And watch God begin to move on you and through you. It's time to get your willow harp out of the tree and sing a Lord's song. If you have to close your eyes this morning to look past where you're at today, sing it with me. I want you to sing this little song with me. You catch on real quick. This could be the day of a miracle. This could be the day of a miracle. This could be the day of a miracle. Because miracles are for those who believe. See, I don't think there's a person in your day don't believe that God can't do a miracle today, right today. So let's sing it again. This could be the day of a miracle. Sing with me. This could be the day of a miracle. This could be the day of a miracle. Because miracles are for those who believe. Let's keep building up our faith here, okay? I want you to sing it with me this time, but I want, this time I want you to sing it this way. This could be the day of your miracle. This could be the day of your miracle. This could be the day of your miracle. Because miracles are for those who believe. See, we always find it easier to believe for somebody else, right? We can all believe for those, everybody else to get a miracle, right? So I want you to sing this again this time. And this time, look at somebody and sing it to them. This could be the day of your miracle. This could be the day of your miracle. This could be the day of your miracle. Because miracles are for those who believe. Okay, now we want to keep building our faith this morning. Now you said that you believe this could be a day God could do a miracle. You sung and believed that this could be a day for your miracle. But now with faith, I want you to sing it this way. This could be the day of my miracle. Put your hand on your heart. 
This could be the day of my miracle. This could be the day of my miracle. Because miracles are for those who believe. Sing it again with intensity. Come on loud. This could be the day of my miracle. This could be the day of my miracle. Yes. This could be the day of my miracle. Because miracles are for those who believe. Now you sung that song. So as they keep playing, I'm going to sing this one more time, and as I sing it, you're here today, and you need God to touch your life. You need God to intervene in your situation. You need a miracle from God. I want you to begin to make your way to this altar. You know why? Because this could be the day of your miracle. This could be the day of your miracle. Come on, church. This could be the day of your miracle. Because miracles are for those who believe. There is faith in this house today. Come on. Come on, find your way to this altar. God can turn your situation around. I'm going to let them continue. We're going to begin to pray. I need some prayer warriors up here. Rhonda, Mike, come on. I need some people. I need my staff praying. Come on. Cause miracles are for those who believe This could be the day of your miracle This could be the day of your miracle This could be the day of your miracle Cause miracles are for those who
John, keep playing that. If I have the body help me out here, we're going to sing that song again. But we're going to sing it specifically today. Brooks is here. His wife's not. But I believe today could be the day of her miracle. So we're going to sing it like to this. This could be the day of her miracle. Yes. This could be the day of her miracle. This could be the day of her miracle. Miracles are for those who believe. Come on with some intensity. Let's let it out. This could be the day of her miracle. Place, we just lift up your hands. Just praise him. Just praise him. Just praise him. Come on. God is moving some things, church. I'm telling you, the Spirit of the Lord is upon us. I'm telling you. So what I want you to ask you to do, come on. I want to hear the lion roar like you did earlier. Come on, let's hear the lion roar. Come on, come on. Come on. Give him all you got. Give him what you got. Come on, come on.
Let the Lord have his way. Dismiss you singing. So sing your way out of this place today. Go ahead. God bless you.